and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast run is a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because when I open up my window in the office to keep things cool, you know, when it gets down to 65-ish freedom heat units over here, in the summer, for some stupid reason, there are all these little black flies that fit through the screen in my window. I really wish I understood how to prevent that from happening without electrifying it. Oh yeah, and part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can pretty much find me everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. At the moment... It's just myself and from the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Hi. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, I could hear you this time. It's all good. So, yeah, it's um, it's the weird time of the season, summer-wise, where the temperatures will swing wildly from, you know, damn near 30 to, like, 15 Celsius numbers, by the way. So, you know, it's kind of weird the way that this all works and it drives me up a wall because I've got, I've got good insulation in the house, but you know, when it gets chilly outside, it's nice to just kind of open the window a little bit. But like I said, I get these black flies that end up because they're attracted to the light and they find their way in. It's, it's annoying as all hell. There is only one good side to that though. Because they are attracted to the light, they gather in a section on the ceiling, the brightest spot. And I keep myself a good bottle of canned spray insecticide in the office for just such an eventuality. I mean, because. My paperwork's too. Well, now, see, that'd be fine if, you know, I had some. Oh. I mean, I could just find, you know packing tape and just unravel it and you know stick it to the ceiling and hope to hell that that works but uh, it doesn't work that way yeah it probably doesn't is what it is so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those evenings so hi everybody thanks for joining us and of course as always if you'd like to join us as we're recording live you can be over in the live chat because stephanie made it good morning good to see you over there um I'll explain in a minute because I got something running through my head and Felis, glad you're able to make it so yeah, hi I just you know there's there's, there's so much there's just so much that's been going on um, we were talking before we got started tonight about uh, the, the possibilities of various things happening in the world politic here in the US and there are some really, it, it's, it's interesting to see how things work with how the news reporting cycle operates at this point, where there is a marked difference between reporting craptacular information on the president when they're being um, asshats versus when they're just being themselves for the most part. And I know it's kind of a distinction without a separation, but 
I would much rather have um, grandpa than uh, my, my very angry uncle, I guess is probably the nicest way of putting it. Which is not to mean that we don't want to have grandpa be a little bit more crotchety these days, you know. Yeah, just I just hated that. Oh, gas prices are so high. Biden sucks, and then oh, prices are dropping too quickly. Biden sucks, and I'm like, what? Yeah, no idea as to what's going on. And as a side, look at this fashion. Bonjour. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? Morning. How are you guys? Wow. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm guessing you just woke up because, oh my God, that voice. Oh, what? No, you've, you've just oh, got a, yeah. you've just got a, a lot of bass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been pretty busy over the past week. That's fair. But heading back to Paris tomorrow. Fair enough. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. Well, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, the only other uh, fun and interesting I can let you know about on my side is that uh, I have to get up early tomorrow because we're going Ooh. to a Renfest. Ooh, fun. What's that? Sorry. A Renaissance Festival. Renaissance? Uh, as in French Renaissance? Or? Uh, as in um, you get to ask to take pictures of women's cleavage because it's on full display and they don't bat an eye at it. As in, um, swords Pressed and... Up and yeah. yeah, period wear and... Yeah. Swords and hair braiding okay. and... Um, uh, so it's kind of cosplay? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It's an, it's an entertainment okay. fun. Yeah, and, and you have some bards that sing body songs and, you know... Birdie songs? Audie, <laughs> B-A-W-D-Y. Okay, body. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 16th century bar. Yeah, kind of. Bar, yeah. bar, yeah. bar. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Now, see, uh, what, what, I was, what I was saying about taking photos is, is only half, um, half right. Some years ago, one of, the, one of the previous years that we'd gone, I had, I had my big... Uh, digital SLR with me because you know it's what I wanted to use and you know the cameras on phones at the time were kind of lackluster at best and there was someone uh, there was a, a lady who had this great leather corset it was uh, three panels across the front with this great Celtic knotwork and everything all on it and Ooh. I saw her and I asked oh may I get a do you mind if I get a picture of of your your outfit? And she's like, "Oh, sure, not a problem." And she like scrunched in her shoulders a little bit and leaned forward, intentionally giving me like all of the cleavage. And I I paused for a second. I'm just like, uh, actually, I'm I'm I meant the corset. I I love the leather work that's done on. It. And she was almost disappointed. <laughs> so was, I can't. I can't remember. Oh gosh, what was the name of the group? I can't remember the name of them. And it'll come to me like after the show's over. But they came out to uh, Apostacon one year mm. and sang. And 
one of the girls, I mean, she had a beautiful voice and she played guitar, but she had like triple D tatas. <laughs> I mean, they were huge. And then she told me a couple of years ago that she ended up having to get a breast reduction because it was just too painful on her back. But man, she had some prodigious tatas. Yeah, most. Boys. Yeah, oh most guys don't really realize just how expensive it is when you are that large. Because trying to find a properly fitting, supportive piece of clothing at that point, you almost have to go into you know custom design areas. Yeah, but this this group, you know, they did you know rent fairs and things like that, and so they were dressed up in their clothing. And uh, needless to say, the people at the hotel got a little upset because they got into some pretty tawdry stuff. Because but it was fun. Did. I mean, what else are you going to do at 2 and 3 a.m. when you're at a con? <laughs> so we were out in the lobby doing sing-alongs and it was great. <laughs> you know, um, um, no. I'm not going to answer the question. I'll see if I can find pictures later. <laughs> it's fair enough. What can go wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, collectively, as people who try to uh, enjoy science, reason, skepticism, and, and shun the supernatural that we mm -hmm. are, Joseph, you know full well, saying that line is just the incantation to bring forth the great god Murphy. You know that. But one of the songs that they did was I Love Dick. And they were singing a song about Dick. And the catch line was at the end of it, I love Dick Cheney. <laughs> well, here in people, France, one of some people got invented, though. <laughs> one of France's most famous singers during the... Uh, uh, probably until the 1990s, was a guy called Dick Rivers. Cry me a river. No, it's probably a bad idea for me to do that. Mm. You know what? That's funny to hear the girls harmonize singing about how much they loved Dick and they were all about Dick and just wanted Dick. <laughs> you know. Invite. We're going to invite Dick for dinner. No, they were like, we want Dick all the time and we love Dick. And the end of it was Chaney. You know, you could say it backwards, which would be Dosha Sally Exvistic Fragicella Rupus, but that would be taking it just a little bit too far, don't you think? Yeah. If you get it, you get it. And I really hope that you did on that. Oh, by the way, yes. what's the topic for today's show? I am so going to fucking hurt you. <laughs> I, you know, it's been, it's been how many, it's been, you know, you've been, you've been so good to me for so long. There's going to be plenty of time for you to take a look and read up. Oh God. Yeah, but I can't do that, you know. Well, you know what? <laughs> Especially after I'm talking with you all. I was clearly guilty. Don't do, don't do that. Well, I, I need shoes that. and shows. One of the shoes and shows. One of the few things I don't prepare for. 
<laughs> and you know what? That's a that's perfectly acceptable. And and B, I just like giving you shit about it. Don't worry about it, man. Besides, I still need to do my opening. We still got the horrible scopes, and then oh, we'll be it's not like that. we're scripted. That's yeah, true. Oh, can you can you put the link up for the horrible scopes because I can't uh, open two pages at once on my phone. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that somebody can do that for you. Otherwise, let me go ahead and get things started over here for you. So, with five minutes on the clock while he's reading, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Cafeteria. There is a joke. There's a very old joke. One of the first jokes that I learned. What is the uh? What is a cafeteria? The front side to a bacteria. It's an old, old joke. I learned that joke from a book that I bought back when I was a kid in school. You know, back in the day when you could still get, you know, the books from the book drive. I asked for money to be able to buy it, and I I got a book full of, you know, book full of jokes. I probably screwed up the joke because it's been a very, very, very long time since I had that book. But I remember the book drives. Oh, it was, it was, it was great. You know, when, when you're, when you're a kid and able to bring in, uh, money to be able to do that, you know, it was great. You know, being, being a kid in, uh, in, in grade school is, uh, it's, it's a great thing. You know, there's so little that you really have to worry about. You, know, you you bring uh, you bring a couple of pencils, uh, maybe an extra eraser, depending as to how you are. You don't even need a you don't even need a pencil sharpener, uh, some paper, you know, a couple of things. Got to remember to bring yourself. And there's so much that's that's you know there and available for you, including in some cases, food. So, for those of you that for whatever reason, did not read the news article that was posted in the notice. There are some states in my country that are pushing back against the current administration so that they don't have to be forced to provide food for kids on the LGBTQIA plus Spectrum. Yeah, they're viewing the fact that they are not allowed to discriminate as a form of discrimination itself. They want it to be set by the states because, you know, states' rights and all that stuff. And I'm really glad that Dallin isn't right here right now for that one because, oh my God, I really don't want to hear him yuking in my ear. As an aside, when you're a kid, especially a a grade school kid, you don't really think about these things. You don't want people to be treating you badly. I mean, whoever does. But when you're a grade school kid, it's all about, you know, having yourself a good time, learning to enjoy being with other kids, socializing, learning things, hopefully with a good teacher to help you through it all. The idea that there are some kids right now that are being used as pawns by these theocratic overlords positively blows my mind. I mean, 
there are levels of abject cruelty that, as far as we are concerned, societally, th things are just off limits. You know, kids, the most innocent of us all, the ones who need our love and our support and our protection most, are being used as a, well, we don't want to have to be forced to like these kids because it's our right to be able to discriminate against oh that's right we can't say discriminate that's the wrong word for it what's the word that we should use um it's our choice how to use our money and our funds so you shouldn't be telling us what to do or not to do with our money i think that's the closest that they've got for a valid argument and even then so i don't know what to do with these i don't know what to do with these people there are Attorneys general from, I forget how many states it is, but it is a non-zero number who want to be able to discriminate against these kids for no other reason other than they have one of these letters or combinations of these letters that they fall into. Literally for no other reason. Kids should just be allowed to be kids to just sit down have a good meal and if they really want to stick a damned straw into a block of cherry jello they should be allowed to just do that because they're kids leave them alone Episode 415 on the docket, Your Honor. I actually had to look this one up because I, uh, I, I, I knew in my head when it started rolling that I knew that I was remembering a song, but it was, again, another one of these things that I had forgotten that I had forgotten about it. Big Bad John. This week, John Stewart was on a lot of places for news. Because he went up there onto Capitol Hill trying to get the money for veterans who have been impacted, their health damaged by, very specifically, burn pits. And, well, they, um, they basically screwed him over. They screwed over the vets. And... He's been making the rounds. These are groups who have been trying very hard on their own to get their money, to get their support. And it's not the only group that he's done it for. He's also done it for the 9-11 first responders out of New York City. But they already have their own voices. They have their groups. But the fact that sometimes... Even a group like that of veterans, first responders, whatever. Groups that have been not treated correctly. Even as well organized as they might be, sometimes just having that one extra voice. Loud, very well-known voice, but just one more voice can make all the difference in the world. And I think we're going to kind of talk through a little bit of that and we'll see where it takes us. 
So while we got that going, how about we see about the horrible scopes? Oh, you found those pictures. Holy shit, you were right. She's got tracks of land, don't she? <laughs> yes. Oh, and uh, did uh, did you get the uh, did you get the link for the horrible scopes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got it open in front of me. Thank you. Okay, good. In that case, let's go ahead and do this. It's time for your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you know what your astrological sign is, I don't care. If you don't, I still don't care. Make it up as you go along. I don't care. Just pick one. Whatever, whatever sounds good for you. Don't really much care. Aries, when you see a telescope, check what direction it's pointed in and what's there. Generally speaking, it's safe to look through it at night. But if it's pointed at the sun during the day, there's a really good chance it'll melt the final focusing lenses. If it can do that, imagine what it would do to your eyeball. Do not look into that telescope with remaining good eye. A really bad idea. Yeah, yeah it is. Taurus. Think back to 1994 and The Lion King. Remember Scar, voiced by Jeremy Irons? He only sang most of the song from the line, so prepare for the coup of the century. It was Jim Cummings singing. You know, the voice of Ed the Hyena, Winnie the Pooh, and Darkwing Duck? Yeah, just try to imagine D.W. singing that. Now that you've got that in your head, go find Jeremy singing The Hole in the Elephant's Bottom on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. It is funny as hell. Gemini, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. What you do today sets into motion how tomorrow will play out. Yes, life is a video game in hardcore Iron Man mode. Like Minecraft, you can, you can dig for precious materials... Like Left for Dead, there's always friendly fire, and like StarCraft, you're always looking to eliminate the bugs. This week, buy the largest capacity micro SD card that your phone can take and put all your music on it. You need a theme song and ambient music to get through things. Yeah, it's true. The The reason for that whole thing about uh, friendly fire in Left for Dead, when uh, Dallin and I played with uh, Wishy Bunny a long time back now, Man, um, we we had a small problem of uh, always hitting each other. And that was a problem when you're, you know, trying to survive the zombie hordes. Uh-huh. Found that out the hard way. Cancer Moonchild, this, uh, the month-long trip to Europe you've been planning should be postponed. Uh, take a wing over to EFFIS, the European Forest Fire Information System, and see what's going on. You'd think Greenland and Iceland wouldn't have wildfires, but guess what? They do too. You got a better chance of surviving Action Park in New Jersey than heading into the European mainlands for vacation. Stay home. <clears throat> oh, yeah. As an aside, by the way, um, this line that you're going to have to go through, by the way, Bridget, is um, mm-hmm. it's written to be done in one breath i don't think that you'll be able to do it without practice but um just keep that in mind 
These days, there are lots of choices at the store for tea. We have blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy thyme, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla, almond, white truffle, blueberry, chamomile, vanilla, walnut, constant comment, and Earl Grey. And, you know, orange pico, if you want to be bland about it all, or just have, you know, coffee. Carve me off a slice of coffee, man. <laughs> yeah, I like my coffee strong. Cut me a slice. Uh, Virgo, we know how much you love emer- conspiracy theories and math riddles, so your horoscope is included into this entire collection for you to discover on your own. Obviously, you're going to need some hints to get you started, so here you go. We suggest you find an Enigma Breaker program, a Fibonacci number generator, an ROT13 decoder, and the Bloodhound Gang episode, The Case of the Missing Bloodhound from 1980. Remember, E-L-J-B-P-T-B-B-Q-E-L-J-B. Good luck. There's some people that actually remember the Bloodhound Gang, and you people are old as shit. I know the okay, okay. I know, I know the Bloodhound Gang too. So the, okay, you know what? It's fine. Libra, you're if sorry. The blood, if the if the Bloodhound's missing, um, how can they be the Bloodhound Gang? Well, there, there's more than just two people in the Bloodhounds. Oh, okay. Libra, you're like a jet engine. Your best work comes when you're under super high pressure and fed fuel. In your case, fuel is coffee or a shiny, shiny new coffee. If you want people to take you seriously in the break room, ask them to carve you off a slice of coffee. If it isn't in the form and consistency of canned cranberry sauce, why even bother? Ew, that was like my grandma's coffee. You could stand up a spoon in it. Ew. Scorpio, you love Weird Al Yankovic. What's not to love about him? Some of his music is specifically food-related. Some isn't, but we need to know. Where do you classify his song Spam from his movie UHF? Spam is only barely food. Can be used as rocket propellant. And most dogs won't even eat it. How bad for you does it have to be where for most dogs to avoid it? So, where do you classify spam, huh? Where? That rocket propellant thing, that thing. All of the above. Sagittarius. They call them moving sidewalks in airports, but you know that they, you know what they really are. MC Escher inspired stairs to nowhere. Don't let your <laughs> sneakers get eaten by escalators and don't drop your keys into the gap of an elevator. You don't need that level of stress again. I've never understood the idea of the moving sidewalks. People that just want to stand oh, on you... them and get moved, you know, that's oh. just freaking lazy. Um, you try the correspondence uh, at Brussels and uh, you will not live without a moving sidewalk you got like a five kilometer walk if not okay the one in detroit is really cool 
guy's been along. Goes through the whole tunnel of lights thing. In the in like the faster people move, the more and faster the music goes and the lights go. It's really cool. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Like you've never seen like it? Not that I can think of. I will have but, to find you some YouTube videos. It's awesome. It's like my favorite airport. But at the same time, I'd like, yeah, I'd like a two thousand and I'd like a, I'd like a moving sidewalk tunnel that looks like that scene from uh, two thousand one. Oh God! <laughs> Capricorn, that would make your trip interesting. Capricorn, you have two great commercial ideas, but only one will work. Building a sandblasting shop near the ocean and using the beach sand as an unlimited supply of abrasive material is a death trap waiting to happen. Inhaling microscopic silicate particles will do all kinds of bad to you. Instead, how about selling 55-gallon drums of ocean water for saltwater aquarium owners? It's all natural, 100% renewable, and seriously, how how, sim how simple is that? I've actually legitimately thought, is that a viable commercial thing? Because I would love to be able... To, I live a little bit too far inland to do that, but oh my god, I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, but plastics. Well, yes, but I mean, you do it, you know, you set up a shop right on, you know, uh, a raised building right on the water, and you just mm -hmm. do it right there, you know, just off the shore you, you just i mean just, you, you get a winch you know you dunk it down you fill it up you pull it out you cap it off you ship it i mean how hard is that hmm, that might be an idea hmm. water water is heavy yeah it is heavy yeah but yeah, shit. <laughs> i don't know it costs a lot to ship it, but I guess if you have enough money, it doesn't matter. If they okay. can ship 55-gallon drums of Astroglide, you can ship a 55-gallon drum of water. Yeah, that's true. Aquarius. Stealing musical lines is a tradition that goes back hundreds of years. But here's one you likely missed. The song Do, Re, Mi from The Sound of Music opens with... Let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. In the show Between the Lions, the song, Sven said, 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents. That, that is a real thing. That is a real thing. <laughs> the lyrics start with, let's start with our favorite vowel, a pretty good place to start. It's an E like we see in Ben and Hen, and it goes like eh in the middle of ten, so all right then, let's go men. Oh, see? Even public broadcast TV productions will steal music when they can get away with it. For those of you that are wondering what the hell that's all about, seriously, on YouTube, Between the Lions, Sven said ten tenths. It's worth it. It's, it's, it's two minutes. It's worth it. Like between the ferns? Nope, between the lines. It was a <laughs> kids uh kid show. Um oh. it it used to be really good for the first season and then they cut back on production like crazy and it just 
Pisces. There are two types of people. When we say the man in black, do you think the fire swamp or the ring of fire? Okay, maybe there's a third group that doesn't get either reference, but but you not only get the reference, you not only get the reference, but you can hear both answers in your head at the same time. If you got your corpus callosum clipped, you only have to hear one of those at a time. How do you how do you not know what the corpus callosum is? Jeez, oh, it's not rocket science. Go read your old pre-med books from college again. There is a... Sorry it, about that. I was, no, I, it's, that's I was okay. The, I was bringing the phone too close to my eyes. That's <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. There is a, there is a, it's not rocket science joke in there. So mm. you all have yourself a good time with that. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, you're a freak. But if you'd like a nicer or nastier one for yourself or someone else... I can be bribed, which usually involves just sending a message and saying, hey, could you do this? It, it is what it is. And I, um, I, I, did, get, I did get a message uh, from my mom Friday when I was working on these because I posted last week's that had an actual hi, mom in there. And she's like, I love it. It's okay. I like it when that happens. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's have a little bit of... Uh, Let's have a little bit of talk on this one. Joseph, I'm assuming that uh, you probably didn't hear what had been going on over here as far as to with uh, John Stewart and the veterans getting uh, uh, getting these uh, funds allocated and then not allocated to their health funds and everything. Allocated by who? By uh, Congress over here. Okay. Yeah. The the. Uh, what do you mean allocated? Then allocated by the House and then unallocated by the Senate, or how did that go? Well, it it ended up being this kind of a weird thing where it was passed at a. Let me see if I remember right. It was something like eighty. I think it was like eighty four to sixteen or, or something like that. Where you know, uh the 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 percentage as far as to who was going to vote yes for it was just it was ready to go. It had to go back for uh, a minor rewrite for a procedural thing. And then it had to go back so that it could be voted on again because, you know, you make uh, you make a change of any kind. You know, it's got to go back even if it was procedural. And then Republicans just basically said, uh, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. And they screwed over the vets who need, you know, the funding that this is supposed to go through. Because it was kind of promised to them, the Republicans basically threw a hissy fit because uh, the Democrats were getting something done and they they just were doing a spike kind of thing. Yeah, they reneged. It's the best way to put it. And what was what was the rationalization for uh, finally they, not voting for it? There were a couple. Uh, one of them, one of the most uh, most fun was the claim that it would make a slush fund of money that it was going to be just this $800 billion of unregulated spending. And John Stewart famously of stand-up comedy and late night talk, 
and comedic late night talk has also been an activist, like I said earlier, for these kinds of guys. And he, he had built a video of himself debunking all of these different things that were coming up, including very specifically, he targeted a one Mr. Ted Cruz. I forget what it, what is his real first name? Alfredo. You know what? Might as well be because I just want him, you know, in the fishes. That that's a godfather. I think it's Raphael. I or is that his dad? I don't care. I wanted to. I wanted to be Fredo so that we can just send him out fishing with somebody and just you mm. know end the movie with him. <clears throat> Rough cruise sounds like a boat full of yeah, well, yeah, leather queens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could we could always dump them out the uh, dump them out the uh, uh, the aircraft door on the way to Cancun. Dude, like, that'd be good because Canada won't I'd take love, him back. <laughs> I'd love to see him go on a long boat ride with the gimp. Yeah, it's fine by me. Any case, so so like I said, John Stewart he 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 has been loaning his his activism his platform to trying to help these guys out because every time there is money to be outlaid for, well, how, how is it that he put it? There is, there has never been a war that these guys wouldn't sign up for because whenever it comes for this kind of thing, there's always money. doesn't matter. This we'll, we'll always find a way to pay for it. But when it comes for helping the people out who do, these wars. It's always a fight. It's always a fight to get the money to get what these guys deserve. And he's one of those people that when he gets upset, he goes ahead and he will, uh, he, he will use whatever words, whatever terminology works because there's a certain level of decorum that we expect. And there is a different, there is a different decorum that's necessary at this point for these people. And one of them is cursing them out left, right, and center because they richly deserve it. Good question. Shoot. But does, does, um, Trevor, who took over the daily show, does he ever invite uh, John Stewart as a guest? I do believe that he has. Yeah. That would be a good time. Yep. Um, he has been on several times over with, um, uh, with, uh, Corbert on the late show. And, um, they are, they're, they are amazing friends. There's, there's so much fun. But, um, yeah, John Stewart basically just, just said, you know, screw this noise. I'm coming out there. I'm going to set up a podium. You're going to listen because you need to listen. And he, he went at it, man, tooth and nail. He went after these people. He, he cursed up a storm after the vote happened and that, things went wrong. He cursed up a storm. That's to put it mildly. Yeah. Okay. Is this footage available anywhere? Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? Well, uh, well be, be sure to put a link to it in the, the, the show yep. notes. Matter of fact, uh, the first one that I've got there, 
uh, is from uh, Brian Taylor Cohen on YouTube who covered it. Uh, he didn't have the entire uh, the entire speech, but he had enough of it there. Just, just you know, did, didn't interrupt it. Just let him hit the majority of his pieces. And oh my God, uh, I do have yes. it specifically noted as not safe for work, and that is very highly so. But at the same time, yeah, it is, it is as necessary. Um, it. The cursing at this point is as necessary as the first time that I heard on MASH, reminding you back in the 70s, the first time that I heard Hawkeye Pierce say, you son of a bitch. Reminding you in the 70s, that was virtually unheard of. You didn't on hear TV, stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it was not done. And especially not in primetime. So as far as I'm concerned, this this level of of vitriol, oh yeah, absolutely necessary. I think even C-SPAN yeah. carried it. Yeah, they carried it live. They did not bleep it. And as far as I'm concerned, good, because it is a matter of public record. Yep. Oh, and Stephanie's uh, got it over there. He is actually <laughs> quoting. What was written? Raphael Edward Cruz is the Slimeball's full name. You know what? Okay. You want to you want to talk about a little bitch? That's yeah, yeah. Uh, no argument, none whatsoever. He got he got so he got so cuckled by the former guy hmm. and you know how i i don't know who i feel worse for him well okay no i don't but, feel bad for him at all I feel bad for his wife yeah i feel bad for his wife and i feel bad that his wife didn't divorce his ass yeah what's up with that there's, there's a certain point where, I mean, even my wife, my wife would have been, what the hell, man? We stick up for each other. What the hell? Then again, she was also five foot nothing and, you know, a spitfire. So, you know, we'll just. And if uh, you hadn't taken it for her, she probably would have kicked your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a part you might be leaving out is that if he's, you know, if he's being paid well enough to behave that way. Oh, that's even worse. Even, yeah. That's even worse. Can oh my god, can you imagine? She takes one for the team. <laughs> oh my god, I can only just imagine how how absolutely vindictive heretic woman would be with that whole topic. She would have been la she would have been laughing so hard you'd think that she was laughing in his face. And now I've got her voice in my head. That mm -hmm. and, and I'm and I'm picturing it too. It's 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 a whole video that's going on in my head. I can just see her now. You mealy mouthed bitch. I'm just I can I can just I can mm. With a micro penis. 
yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I really can't argue with that. But, I mean, I, I never had much respect for him anyway. But I'm like, why do people keep reelecting him? And I would think that running off like a little bitch to Cancun while everybody else was freezing to death would hurt his ball numbers, you would think. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing, man. Oh, and uh, Stephanie is uh, saying I uh, can't pass the uh, the actual video reference. Um, there were a couple of videos that had since come on since I since I posted this. So I will uh, I will see about getting a couple of them logged into the show notes. So we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna miss out on that. But thank you, I appreciate it. You know, that's, that's, a, that's another thing sideways. The people in Texas, in the winter, some of them died because yeah. of that power system that they've got out there. In his state. And now come the summer, yet again, the company that said, oh, we just got too cold, we'll be fine for the summer, has been saying for this season... We need people to kind of scroll back how much power they're using. We're going to have rolling blackouts. We're going to have to remotely adjust people's thermostats to 78 degrees. And yes, that is something that they can do. Now, reminding you, and if Tech were here, he's, he's having an off night right now. If Tech were here, he would tell you, there is no way I will have a, a remote automated thermostat in my house. No way, no how, no, no, no two ways about it for exactly that reason. And there's something to be said for that. But what gets that piece annoying to me is that those people who are able to have their smart thermostats remotely controlled signed up for those services in exchange for a discount on their power rates. And sometimes they didn't even really know it was in there because, you know, it's one of those, you know, scroll down here and click here to uh, to uh, agree to the terms of service because who's got three days to read through a terms of service? And the price gouge, too. And the price gouging. Yeah. But, yeah, people dying from heat exhaustion because it's hotter than normal in Texas right now. And that's only going to stay. Yeah. Uh, with their with their with their isolated power grid, uh, yeah. Well, that's the reason for the the rolling brownouts or blackouts or whatever. Yeah, there's that. But there's also the small problem of with climactic change. These heat cycles are only going to get weirder and weirder. Yeah, this is the new normal, which is Such not as normal. It is, yeah. It's going to get worse, but uh, Dixon D. Palmier, I think he said that it had been over 100 degrees where he was at for at least three weeks. Was and it was hitting like 30? And, and he's in Texas. I can't remember exactly where he's at. I'm going to have to look. And he's elderly, so this has really been, he's 82, so this has really been taking a toll on him. 
37. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, we're going to be hitting. Let's go. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, like 104, 105, and it's been for at least three weeks straight. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I, I think I'm getting quite a delay here. So sorry for no, it's okay. seemingly interrupting all the time. Oh, but next week uh, we're going to be hitting forty in Europe again. Yep, in all week. God damn! I'm almost considering prolonging my vacation, but well, I've got responsibilities, so there is that. Yeah, but if you die from heat stroke, then what the you're not going to have any more responsibilities ever. That's going to be fine. He's going to be in a <laughs> castle. All they got to do is do a little bloodlet, and he'll be fine. Well, if he, was, no, if he went mean, back to Paris. They don't do bloodletting in Paris anymore. Come on. No, that's the thing here is because in the country, uh, at night, you know, we're not surrounded by concrete. So um, it's, actually, it's actually quite cold at night. It's actually uh, outside of self-preservation. I would prolong my vacation, but uh, I've got responsibilities. So no, I got you. And a lot of and a lot of work to do. The the follow up from this visit. So you extra work to be done. Whatever would give anybody that idea. Well, that's the problem that we were having here is if you're talking in freedom units, your our heat in, index during the daytime was running 114, 115, and then at night it was still 95. So you just, you know, and humid, so you just don't get a break. That's deadly. Yeah. Yeah, and um, for, for folks that deal with it in, like, real heat units, 114... Uh, as a uh, heat index comes out to about 45 and a half. So, you know, it's just, what's, what's the term for it? Deadly is a good word for it. Yeah. I, I think that's probably about right. Yeah. People die at those temperatures, especially if they can't get any break from it and it goes on for days and days. Yeah. I uh, just, uh, I have to be absent just for a second. Uh, no worries. I'm put my stuff on and go to, go downstairs because the bees are waking up. I'll explain that later. That's a good reason. Get the hell out of Dodge. I'm <laughs> <laughs> back in a second. All right. The thing that worries me the most uh, about these people down Texas Way, and I, I know this is kind of sideways from everything else, but it kind of is and kind of isn't. The two things are, first off, there's a certain point where you simply cannot make air conditioning work to cool things off. It's simply uh, because the physics involved, it simply doesn't work. Because the idea is that you're supposed to expel heat outside and bring cool, uh, chill the air that's inside. And after a certain point, you really it's really kind of hard to, you know, get rid of that heat from one side when there's more heat than what you can get yeah. rid of. And the other piece of it is, like Bridget had said, you know, with the with price gouging with power, just go with electrical power for a second. If 
if there is a problem with power delivery, and it's one of those, you want to go with the whole supply and demand cross number things, and you are drawing power because it's part of the higher, you know, the, the higher want, but the power price has been jacked up. How do you know? How do you price out how much power you're paying for before you get it? You can't. The only other industry I know of that is exactly the same way is at hospitals. If you need medical attention, you don't go price checking hospitals to find out who's got the best service for the best lowest cost. You go to the goddamn hospital and then you deal with it all afterwards. So again, the same thing with the whole, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars of uh, service for pittance of whatever it is that you've paid for. By comparison. Of course, then again, it'd be really nice to see photovoltaics taken over on everybody's rooftops, but hey, you know, the hell do I know? Well, I know that that company that they have down there uh, in caught ERCOT, something Ur like that. I think it's ERCOT. ERCOT, yeah. You know, there were people that, you know, lost their power for days. Yep. Got it back, and then we're being hit with bills as high as $10,000. Like I said, gouging. Yep. People can't afford $10,000 for a for, utility bill. For one month. For one month, yeah. For one month and for a house. Yeah. And that's the kind of crap that they pulled. Yep. Because they could. Because they could. Yeah. And that's, and that's the important piece to remember. Because they could. And the same people bought out ours here because, you know, apparently they were buddy buddy with our mayor. <laughs> So, yeah, they've been doing some gouging here, too. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to bring up a concept that, you know, Stephanie may or may not be aware of. You may or may not be aware of, but it's wet, wet bulb temperatures. And this is what they're going to start including in forecasts. Well, wet, okay. What I remember of wet bulb temperatures. That is how you measure relative humidity. It's the difference between what is the temperature of the air in the shade, not in direct sunlight because, you know, versus the same temperature when you have a piece of wet cloth on the measuring device mm -hmm. that helps to figure out when it's, when, when it's swung around or, or, whatever it is for the for the air that's moving around it, the evaporation makes there be a temperature gradient between the two. And what that gradient gives you then lets you figure out what the uh, what the relative humidity is at that point. 
And then you can do a whole bunch of other calculations, which also includes heat index, if I remember correctly. Yep. But just to, you know, put it, you know, in, in plain terms, like if, you know, if it's 95 freedom units and it's 100% humidity, that's deadly. Or for our friends across the pond, you have 35C. Yep. And if you're looking at temperatures of like 45C and lots of humidity, then, you know, even some of the, you know, places that are along the coast, you know, in the Middle East and things, those are deadly. I mean, the sea breezes can kill you. And it's only going to get worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not a hell of a lot of anything to be done about it. And I say that from the standpoint of at the at the mu- the most local level. There's not a hell of a lot of much that you can really do in the individuals. Can you do insulation in houses? Well, yeah, but that's double-edged sword because the heat gets in. Where the hell is it going to go at that point? And most of the houses that are in the UK were built to retain heat because it gets so cold and damp. Yep. Yep. And they don't have AC, so that's a problem. Yeah, and and that's something that a lot of folks over on this side of the pond just don't take into consideration. I mean, the the times where there are, you know, uh, people from from the other side that come over who are like from news services and they're interviewing people and they're like, well, why don't they just turn on the air conditioning, dude? There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Well, same thing in the Pacific Northwest. Most of the houses there don't have AC. Yeah. Because usually they don't need them. But the last three summers have been hotter and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for the longest time, I have also said that there are only a handful of days every summer where I would want to have air conditioning actually running as opposed to, you know, cracking up a window and just, you know, letting, letting the wind through. And, you know, um, it's kind of, all right. A good portion could be that, you know, I'm just getting old in my old age, but you know, I'm getting wonder. fewer and fewer. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm also the, the kind of guy that, you know, his first car was a 77 um, Ford Granada. So, you know, air conditioning was kind of a... It it, it worked when there was stuff in there. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, Stephanie's pointed out something. And uh, funny enough, uh, I was actually going to be hitting on this one. Uh, Stephanie had said, find a cave, literally, or dig down. Think Tatooine. Yeah. Now, the funny part yeah. of it is using geothermal as a moderating temperature gradient system is eminently efficient. It really is. You get down to a certain uh, to a certain depth and there's a big difference in uh, the overall temperature. Shit, it's cooler in my basement than it is you know, up in the rest of the house over here. And every once in a while, I have been known to open the door to my basement 
get a box fan and tilt it so that I'm blowing the air from the basement up to cool the rest of the house a little bit. You know, as opposed to having an air conditioner. Because I found out, because I, I did the I did the lookup on this one, a box fan will use about one one hundredth the power that an air conditioner would use. So terribly efficient that way. And my house is just, you know, one one floor underground. So, you know, eight feet in the basement. And I know full well there are some places where you don't have a basement. You just don't for various reasons. Um, where I grew up on Long Island, you don't have a basement because the water table is so damned high. You don't, you don't have, you, you just don't. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, but um, the idea of pumping air into the ground through through tubes in order to chill the air and then bring it back up again. I mean, that's that makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. And what is it really operating? Oh, you, you have to dig down in order to put the pipes into place and then cover it back over again. So you got to work all those fossil fuels for the mechanical part of it. Bitch, what the hell happens afterwards? You put a fan on one side of it and you just blow the stuff in a big circle. I'm making it a lot simpler than what it really is, but you, know, you get the idea. And then come the winter, you know, yeah, you you might need to either turn that off or, you know, supplement the heat a little bit, but that's just a little bit. But at least, you know, I mean, let's let's say 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Roughly, uh, what does it come out to? About uh, 12, 10-ish? I mean, even that, yeah, it's cold, it's chilly, but it's not freezing. So, you know, it's always a wound. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, stiff, I, I love it. You can build a shed and cover it in earth. See Ant's Pants Hobbit House, which is basically his ground level cellar. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that we build up out of the ground is like I mean it's it's wonderful to a certain degree. But I mean living underground? Uh who was it? Um Carl Sagan. Famously, his house uh, in Cortland was mostly underground. <laughs> Made sense to him. And I mean, who's going to argue with Carl Sagan? I mean, well, I mean, for one thing, kinda he's hard dead to now. Do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to do that now. Oh, good yeah, Lord. Yeah, James Lovelock is dead, too. He died like three days ago. Makes me so sad. Uh, who was it? He was the guy who proposed the Gaia theory. And there was a book that was inspired by his writings that came out in 1970, was it two or four, called Silent Spring. But, you know, he thought that, you know, the Earth was like a living organism and 
you know, talked about albedo and controlling it and, you know, that it had to be, you know, kept in a certain balance or else you'd have, you know, too hot or too cold or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he was 103 when he died, but he was definitely very influential and did a lot of good work. Yeah, it's a good long run right there. Yeah. And we're still That'd doing interviews. That'd be a yeah. good idea for a show. Arguing yeah. with dead people. Well, he came up with this climate model that was like uh, based on daisies. And he had black daisies and white daisies. And so if he had more white daisies, then it would increase the albedo and it would get cooler. And then if he had more dark daisies, then, you know, increase the heat. But, yeah, he was a cool guy. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one solution, is uh, zero footprint. If we can ever achieve that, uh, nature can take its course on its own. We don't really have to. Uh, look at the rabbit problem in Australia, for example. The Every rabbit. time we get involved. Or is that a hare? I'm... You know the the point is made. I don't I don't really remember which one species wise it actually was. Uh, the only one I specifically remember is uh, the cane frog, because that's that's the big one to me. What was that about? Uh, that the cane frog was brought in f- with the best of intentions, and yet the whole thing just spiraled into a uh, an invasive species thing, and it's just taken over so many different pieces. The problem, uh, the problem with uh, carbon footprint, for as far as I'm concerned, it's the same thing. We had uh, the best of intentions using this new form of energy in, in the form of hydrocarbon, hydrocarbons. I can talk, but it's just it, it's literally released an invasive species into the atmosphere over the last what hundred and a half years. Well, it goes beyond carbon. No, I, I know, I know, but that's that's one of the most uh, one of the most influential pieces of it all—the piece that we can actually see, because all that all that soot and everything from burning uh, oils and such—that's uh, yeah. a lot of that is carbon to, to that you would see. That's that's the point. And all the waste heat we're generating. I mean, we have all the technology available to have a zero imprint on nature, but uh, where's the money in that? Yeah. Well, uh, James Lovelock, he was responsible for, you know, finding out that CFCs were a bad thing. He was able to detect them and say, these are destroying the atmosphere, so cut it out. And we did. And we did. And we did. Yep. But if everything's being decided on a state level now, well, every state is going to... In its own best interests and, like, the the country as a whole. Yeah, that's us. I still can't believe that. Well, over here in Europe, uh, well... They, the politicians here tend to follow the American example. 
if they can get away with that, so I guess so can we. But what are we going to wind up with 50 different standards for emissions and crap, depending on what state you live in? I think that's what we've got now, and that's pretty stupid. It's 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 painful for me to say that, but I mean, yeah. Here in the United States, reminding everybody, you know, there are fifty, there are fifty states, which are ostensibly individualized state, country, somewhere on the border of each terminology. And each one of them is supposed to be able to have say in their own inner workings, but they're all supposed to be governed ultimately by the federal constitution. Everybody's supposed to be able to follow it regardless of how they word their, their laws individually. But as far as automobiles are concerned, to the best of my recollection, you gotta, you gotta love this part. The best of my recollection, there are no automotive production plants in California. But California has some of the strictest standards for emissions from mm-hmm. those same automobiles. Mm-hmm. And because of that, every other state, reminding you, every other state at that point has adopted those same standards when they could just conceivably just say, you know what, whatever standards is fine by us. It doesn't matter what California goes by. We're just going to go with whatever works for us. Because, you know, let it uh, gasoline. The voters want. Yeah. Because remember, once upon a time ago, leaded gasoline used to be a thing. Yep. Yeah, that's but... forbidden here in Europe now. If oh, you have yeah. a leaded gas car, you can't get anywhere near a capital city. I don't think they sell leaded here anymore. Not that I know of. You know, but California, then again, has... Yeah, the econ- yeah, Their economy is larger than some countries. Most countries. Most countries, and so they have some pull. But with our Supreme Court gutting what the EPA can and can't do now, which is just horrible. They're just leaving it up to the states to decide what they want to do. And we know what most of them will do. And reminding everybody, EPA in this case is the Environmental Protection Agency. Agency. They are the the group that has been instrumental in changing... uh, changing California's stereotypical smog-ridden cities into areas where you can see for miles. Yeah. Uh, here in the countryside at night, there's the stars. Holy shit. Isn't that amazing? One, yeah. I mean, I've said it before, too. When I grew up on Long Island, uh, if I looked up, I could make out all of the constellations because they were the only stars that I could really see easily. And now I live out here in the, in the countryside. I can't even figure out which 
which is the the constellation anymore because there are so many stars to make out now which makes it fun when the international space station goes overhead and you can see it which is a great it, that's a magical thing man every night i'm sorry you both talked uh, oh sorry uh, how often the iss how 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 many times does it orbit the Earth by day? Um, it six times or something. Something like that. Yeah, it makes an orbit every roughly ninety minutes, but depending as to where the track takes it, because it's on a uh, a sweeping up and down motion, depends as to whether or not you can see it and its placement relative to the sun, because you know reflections. There are plenty of uh, tracker programs or websites where you can find out if it's uh, if it's visible for you at any one time, which is which is so much fun. Yeah, I can't see Jack I out here. <laughs> yeah. I used to have the the ISS feed uh, on my as my desktop. Nice. Yeah, but that only lasted a few months because it was so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Science is cool up until you can't get any job done. Yeah. What are they doing now? Oh, the Americans are bitching at the Russians again. And they actually do that in their in their feed uh because there there's the Russian crew and the American crew up there and um they're separated into 12-hour shifts. So you've always got the uh in the live feed, when you have the Americans starting up, they're talking about what the Russians did the night before. And I can well imagine it would be the same way on both sides. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't speak Russian, so... That's okay. As an aside, by the way, for those of you that might have um, uh, radio scanner equipment, every once in a while, the guys, when they have downtime over there on uh, on ISS... They will talk down to the earth on ham radios and make contacts. So you can you can you can check that out for yourself sometime. It's a cool thing. Yeah. So back onto it. The idea that somebody like John Stewart who has had a lot of success over his years, and I, I, I will never take that away from him. Instead of being one of those, I got mine, screw y'all, he has continued to be, dare I say it, a champion for the little guy who's been trying to do right. Yeah. The causes, like I said before, uh, the... First responders in New York City after 9-11. The ones who went in have been dying from cancer. And they were supposed to have been a fund for helping these people. And it kept getting shafted over and over and over and over. And he made it his business of going there. He went there with, with film crews even to document how it went. And there were some 
Congress critters and senators who, they didn't show up, but their very young staff came out into the hallway to tell him, you know, he can't talk to him right now, but um, if you give us your card, you know, we'll be in touch with you. Um, you know what I mean? So th there are, there are some people who have done right that way. There was one, oh God, I forgot what the hell his name was. Uh, there was one Hollywood actor who used to work in fire department in New York City. Not very far away from where the where the attack happened. And he went back. He went back from California, went back to his old uh, place and it's just like, look, I, I used to work here. Don't don't talk about it. Don't don't whatever. I would like to help out again. And he, he went in and he did his thing. No fanfare, no, no nothing. Just went in there and just did the job. And there are some people who have done really well for themselves and have stuck by those kinds of, uh, you know, those kinds of causes. You know, John Stewart's done good. Uh, if I could remember what the hell... Um, God, what the hell was his name? Uh, he's he's been immortalized in the uh, the meme picture of the old guy wearing a uh, wearing a baseball hat and a uh, truck chugging around a, a, a skateboard. And a, hello, fellow students. God, I can't. Re I'll, I'll remember his name later. And um, Will Wheaton, famously oh. Will Wheaton, who did not have the best of childhoods to put it mildly but has turned into a wonderful human being a great father he he has been a champion for causes and if he has posted something that turns out was problematic and somebody calls him out on it he he doesn't deflect he doesn't say anything different other than you know what i did not know that thank you i've taken the post down i will make sure that I don't have anything to do with that again. Thank you for letting me know. He'll call out causes. He will punch up people. He has been known to, uh, every once in a while, I'm having a bad day. Anybody got some good pictures of their 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 pets? And people will send, you know, pictures of pets and give them a, a quick story. And he's just like, this is my cat now. Thank you so much. You know, shit like that. And I Here's your name. Steve Buscemi, thank you. I wish there were more stories about people like that. There's enough money to go around for exactly that. So, you know, what the hell? Oh, this is a rumor at this point, and we'll just have to see what happens. Um... John Stewart may end up throwing his hat in the ring for POTUS in 2024. Whoa. Oh, awesome. It just depends. And, we and it, depends, it depends on if Tucker Carlson announces that he's going to run. 
Oh, Jesus. If Tucker Carlson runs, John Stewart's going to run against him. Good. And I think you should. I agree. Yeah. And we need Al Franken back. Yeah, we need Al Franken back, and he's thinking, he's looking at trying to help to get back in. Yeah, at this point, um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. And it's not even... Yeah, uh, he... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he actually, he more than answered for the accusations for which he was uh, accused... But yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, but he he got out of uh, politics because of a certain accusation, which has since been debugged. So I think he's paid his dues. Yeah, yeah. And and as far as I'm, it's concerned for me, it's not even a, a, a what aboutism kind of thing. It's a they trumped up, pardon the expression, and made grandiose. Something that did not did not sink to that level, if you will. It was it was a hatchet job. They got what they wanted. They got their pound of flesh, and you know what? At this point, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Tucker Carlson wants to go ahead and run for POTUS. Um. The Republican Party in general wants to go ahead and try to sling mud because they think that they can do anything with it. I'm just going to say it now before the end of the show. Fuck y'all. Yep. It's just scary again, that all of they're this... talking about him for a run and he's even thinking about it. I'm like, that is horrifying. And, and again, it's about the population because nowadays, you know, people who don't think critically about anything, just making an accusation is enough to uh, condemn someone. Yeah. Yeah. And it used to be that even the semblance of impropriety would make the individual choose to remove themselves. Mm hmm used yep. to be and again this is where we come back to the question of decorum yeah but this is again this is often that would happen because of their own party their own party would ask them to resign for the good of the party because they're scared of public opinion yep so shooting yourself in the foot so to speak yeah well, I mean, for whatever it's worth, Al Franken has been doing a lot more interviews lately, and he's got uh, a weekly podcast that he does now, and he has some attorneys on there and politicians and things like that. So I think he's testing out the waters to think, you know, to get back in. Yeah, I'm subscribed to his podcast. Yeah, me too. Maybe you should invite him on. That's that's what we should do. I don't know that he. No, <laughs> probably not. Oh, I guess I we could ask. What, yeah, what have you got to lose to try? See, I, I keep thinking that. I keep wondering that for myself. And it's like, you know, 
I got I got Facebook memories that are coming up now where uh, 10 years ago I got to interview um, George Robb back when I was uh, still very early in my uh, uh, my DJ you know sets and cool. yeah we had you know I had I had told him that I was figuring on just you know uh, like a 20 minute uh, thing or something like that it turned into almost an hour because we were just I mean, we both we both understand each other. We both grew up at the same time in in opposite sides of New York City. You know, we both knew the same things, and you. Just, oh God! See, this is why I should not be allowed to um, to to meet people like that. <laughs> but we had a good time, and I did record it because I'm not an idiot. Mm, speaking of guests, I wonder if I should try to get Mueller, she wrote. Um. Allison Gill. Okay. I don't know if she would or not, but that would be cool. Well, she's been following, you know, J6 and all that for a long time, but she used to actually work. I'm not sure which administrator, I think in the Trump during the Trump administration, that she worked in something or the other and ended up losing her job when they found about found out about her podcast. Well. Yeah. But she's doing fine now. She's making bank. Good. I mean, she's got her doctorate. She's written a couple of books. She's got a couple of podcasts that people pay for. <laughs> That's good. That's good. They want to see some serious earth moving. Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that question. Just a second. Make sure that... You know who I would like to have on? If we're doing a dream list? Mary Trump. That... That's better. Yeah. That would be interesting. This is from last night. That most assuredly does not look like the night. Uh, nope. It's, it's morning. Here. It's morning, yeah. Oh, sorry if I've been making some sound, but uh, last night we were uh, excavating the, the, the moat. And uh, yeah. So I've got a lot of stones to extract from all this. Man, look at this. Even with global warming, man, you guys don't even have enough water for a moat. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, if we directed things, there's um, there's uh, not a, a rivulet, uh, not quite a river, hmm. uh, just below the property. But uh, we're to make a canal to here. Uh, yeah, well, the, the bottom would be full of water anyways. But the water table has gone down a bit since uh, medieval times, so. Yeah. Well, if we have to flee, we could come help you with the castle. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah. And we could grow vegetables and stuff. (laughs) Already done. There's a garden down. There's, uh, of course, the, the principal shareholder doesn't have time he's in algeria now so he doesn't have time to deal with it but anyways well you know what screw him (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fine. But there's a lot of work to do here. Yeah, there is that. Oh, yeah, sideways, by the way, I, I had almost forgotten. Stephanie had also pointed out, uh, the Rhine is running so low that freight is being held up as the barges cannot run fully loaded. Yeah, I saw that. Damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this area is full of sources. And uh, farmers used to take, uh, they'd have a local source they'd tap into to, to irrigate their fields. But, uh, yeah, no more. Because <laughs> the water table's going down, 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 down. I had a fun yeah. project yesterday. There's, there's a well here on the property. And um, uh, I wanted to go down the well, but it's not something I can do alone. So I ended up uh, putting my telephone in video mode and I lowered it down the well. Uh, 17 meters to the water table. Oh, that's a long way down. Oh, geez. Yeah. And it's been here since the 13th century. So damn. Well, you know, when you're under siege, you need a source of water. No, I, I got you. I got you. I, I know a little something about that. Um, when, when my wife and I were in, uh, we're in, uh, Japan, I forget which, I forget which castle it was, but there was one that was built in such a manner that it was, it was ready to be self-sufficient for, I forget how long it was. I think it was like a, a month solid before they would have yeah. to worry about anything because it, it had everything that it needed, uh, including, you know, just water for, you know, a month solid or whatever the hell it was or food or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, this is a little place, so it probably couldn't hold up for more than a month because they used to bring in the cows, the cattle, everything mm. within the walls. Damn. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those things. Just one yeah. more link about who this person is. Which person? Alice, Alice Gale. Yeah. yeah. Muller, she wrote. Mm. I would love to have her on. Well, we had Tracy Harris. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a perfectly good conversation. And we had Aaron and Ra. Aaron Ra. That was oh, not God, as good. Oh, God, yeah, it's been a... ages since I've spoken with him. Yeah, my my handling of that particular one was lackluster, to put it nicely. Sorry, what? I did not do well with, with Aaron. Uh, I did not handle that particular episode at all well. That, that's, that oh. was a failing on my part. No... But uh, we also had delay and no things like that. No, it 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 really wasn't that. I I did not handle that particular one well. I I don't remember exactly what it was that I uh, that was going on in my head. I just did not uh, do the interview with him uh, at all properly. It it just it just went wrong. Well, yeah. I wish we'd spent more time on uh, because at the time he was. Uh, 
contesting the school boards, I think. Yeah. And he was doing a lot of work in that direction. We didn't spend very much time talking about that. I would have liked him to talk about that more, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember as much as that, the, the questions I was asking were really not correct. Softball questions? Well, they, they weren't correct for what it was that he knew and what he was working with. So it just... It just... Yeah, don't worry about it. But I do. Yeah, well... We all learn from our mistakes. Oh, I have. Yeah, well, he knows it too. I... Um, and I'm, don't forget, he's 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 autodid, autodidact. Is that how you say it in English? He's self-taught, so hey. Okay. He's going to understand that more than anyone. Well, I, because the only way to learn is to make mistakes. Oh, Lord knows I did. Well, he's out digging fossils now. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And doing a good job of it. As I've understood. Yeah. yeah, he decided to go to school for paleontology, and I'm like, you go, dude. Yeah, he just got his honorary um, degree, I think, not long ago. I don't remember that one offhand, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. Cool. Uh... I'm trying to have a. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where really to go, um, with the way things are going tonight. Uh, yeah, what time is it now? It's um. It's 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 twenty minutes to the hour. Okay. All right. Yeah. So normally speaking, we'd have a, a another twenty plus, but um, being that I have to get up um. Well, in my case, roughly five hours from now. Roughly. Okay. Um, how about uh, how about we see um, what last kind of things that we've got, and uh, I'll just, for a change, I actually will turn us in a little bit early. Okay. Um, I've got stones to dig. <laughs> <laughs> So how about this as a, as a last item to, to finish this off with, who can you think of that has fit into this, uh, into this mold where they've done well for themselves, but they really have not lost track of there are other people. George Soros. I don't know. Oh, that one? Jimmy Carter. Hey, that's why the. I'm sorry. Key? Oh, Jimmy, God, Carter. Jimmy Carter. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the hell did I? Wow. I, 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 yeah. I talked about him not too very long ago either. Good. How the hell old is he now? He's still kicking. He must be pushing. He must be like 93 or something. Like something that. like that. He is 90. Where is he? 
Oh, look at the Wikipedia article. That's what I'm doing. Me? The f- Born in 1920. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing 100? Yeah. Born October 1, 1924. Oh, Holy. good for him. 97 years old. God love him. Wow. Okay. We all know for well, as an atheist group, we don't invoke a deity, generally speaking. It's usually reserved for the great god Murphy, because we know for well the great god Murphy exists, because mm-hmm. he shows his hand every once in a while. But I say God love him, because uh, looking at his wiki article, born James Earl Carter Jr., October one. 1924, age currently 97. Yeah. Spouses. Married, 1946, Rosalind Smith. Yep. He has been married since 1946 to the same woman. The only woman. And that's why I can go ahead and I can say knowing full well that this son of a bitch, even when he has been hurt and sporting a face with, you know, bruises and, and, a, and, a, and a bruised up eye, he will still go out there and he will swing a hammer with Habitat for Humanity to this day at 97 goddamn years old. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't seen him in the public... Uh spectrum since a while and that's because he doesn't do it if if memory serves he he discounted having secret service protection mm-hmm. he he basically just said you know no don't 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 worry about it and he's just gone on and done i mean does his thing he, he, the he public eye he does his thing out of the public eye Habitat, huma- mm. Habitat for Humanity is his baby. My wife wanted to be able to do with them for a while. And he has even said, reminding y'all, we're an atheist group. He has even said that Habitat for Humanity is his way of showing his Christianity. And as far as I'm concerned, if that's the way that you're going to show your Christianity to the world without preaching and making a whole bunch of money, and just building houses for people to be able to get into places, I will say it. God love you. Yeah. Anybody who appeals to our our reason, um, I'm Re- applauding. Reducing worlds suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a genuinely good person. God, yeah. Wow, how the hell did I not even think of him at first? That's just, wow. That, that's a really good call. Yeah, well, we need a reminder from time to time. Yeah. Sadly true. Um, in my case, like I said, uh, Will Wheaton, for me, when he was, uh, when he was a child actor, he got, uh, he got screwed over by his parents. They pushed him to do a lot of stuff. He was very unhappy in a lot of ways. Uh, on Star Trek Next Generation. He, however, does have 
he did buy for himself a um, Starfleet Academy class of whatever the hell it was ring that he has proudly <laughs> shown off and has said, I am literally the only person that can rightfully wear this ring because <laughs> the school room that we used on the set for me as a child actor was called Starfleet Academy. So I graduated Starfleet Academy and the rest of y'all can suck it. <laughs> He's turned out to be a wonderful person. Like I said, supporting people, um, willing to call out the shit when it goes wrong, willing to admit when he's done incorrect. And he, he is a genuinely good person. He is a genuinely nice person. And I would love to be able to talk with him about exactly that without fanboying all over. I would really I'll love to invite him to the show. You know, I got nothing to lose. He's he's in California, if I remember right. I mean, what mm -hmm. it'd only be six at night for him. <laughs> no, sorry, nine, yeah. nine, nine at night. Hmm. He's well, a really good writer. I love his books. Yeah, got all of them. Just remember, we're not allowed to talk about the spicy dick milk. We're not allowed to do that. If you're wondering what that is, look it up on YouTube. Will Wheaton spicy dick milk. Trust me, it's a hoot. And um, who are you gonna who are you gonna nominate on this one then, British? Remind me, this is this. Is... I said Jimmy Carter. Um, oh, I I like Henry Winkler too. Wow. What's he doing? Still producing, no? He's still acting. He's still producing. He's a genuinely nice guy from everything that I have heard people say about him. Yeah. And he brings I... joy to so many people with his fishing. <laughs> fishing? Fly fishing. Oh, okay. And he, and he looks so excited and happy when he catches a big one and he posts it on Twitter and it just makes everybody so happy. <laughs> I love the fact that there was an interview where um, that um, he's watching TV with, I think he said it was his uh, eight-year-old grandson. And it was an episode of Happy Days, and and he come he he ends up showing up on the TV, and kid looks over at grandpa, and looks over at the TV, looks over at the grandpa, looks over at the TV, and and Henry's just you know waiting for it, and it's just like your hair is a different color. It's like <laughs> <laughs> thanks, kid. You know? Yeah. Well, at least he still has hair. That's true. Oh, he's got a lot of hair. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's worked out well. Um. You know what? I, I, I want to give you one, I want to give you a different one also because holy shit. Um, you want to talk about a, an anti-hero from this kind of uh, from this kind of list. Ron Perlman. Oh, the producer. The, no, the actor. 
the the the, yeah. the epitome of the beast, the epitome of um Hellboy. Oh geez, him. Yeah. Ron Perlman is 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 definitely the the brutal version of the punch up guy. Because yeah. he will smack people viciously who richly deserve it. And when it came down to um if you go find um interviews that he did about the former guy and the way that he talks. Oh my God. Um, it, it was hilarious to hear him absolutely eviscerate the speaking style and, and talking about him like he's uh, like a, 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 a junior high level in intellect speaker. It was, it was, it was just glorious. Yeah, there's a picture for uh, Joseph down there. <laughs> it uh, just tickles me. Uh, that's that's. I'll have to check that later. That's great. <laughs> it's just adorable. <laughs> oh god, that's great. Is there uh, is there anybody else either one of you want to drop in here? Because I, I think I think otherwise we're, we might be uh, almost done. Sam Harris. I haven't followed him enough to to know how that's played out. Yeah, well, I'm subscribed to his podcast, and he's kind enough to uh, offer uh, a subscription to anybody who can't really afford it. That's fair enough, and I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm smiling and I'm I'm almost laughing over here because Bridget's posting more pictures. Oh my god, he's just great. He has got the. F- I mean, this is what I'm on Twitter for. <laughs> See, if there was an easy way for me to share these pictures on video with us all, I would absolutely do that. You, you please make sure that you you put those on, into the uh, uh, the Discord for folks because that those are just too precious. And uh, as an aside, by the way. Um, there's a name. Hi, Helen Stanford over in, over in the chat is saying Ron sat through Ron Perlman sat through hours of makeup to look like Hellboy when he went to visit a sick fan in the hospital. Absolutely correct. I had absolutely forgotten about that one. And there are only a handful of actors that I can think of who did that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was a, a cancer victim. Or cancer patient, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, there are some that have done it. Uh, uh, Downey Jr., even though he doesn't have to do a whole bunch oh. in the line of uh, makeup, he's he's done a couple of things that were relatively high profile. Um, Just please never sing again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, oh... Oh, 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 uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Ah, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, there you go. He, he has visited uh, folks in, in hospitals a couple of times that way. And, you know, it's, it's good. It's good when stuff like that happens. Yep. 
so otherwise, um, anything left over? Because otherwise, I think that's I think that's going to be about it for either one of you. Ah, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who I'm going to tell off. <laughs> See how easy it's going to be to narrow it down. All right. Well, you've got a couple of moments to think about it. So with that, yeah, I will go ahead and I'll call it. Normally, I'd have uh, something extra to say at this whole thing. But you know what? I'm not even going to worry about it. So everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. As always, we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. So you all take very good care of yourselves. Joseph, again, safe travels back. And um, yeah, you you be careful with those bees. You said they were waking up. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a good reason. to. That That is a good reason, I should say, to get the hell away. Well, you know, as long as uh, I don't bother them, they don't bother me. Well, the, the, the tower room where I'm staying, there's a colony of bees that have set up their uh, their hive in the chimney. So it's a constant back and forth between the window and the, the chimney. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scary at first, but, uh, you know, bees aren't, uh, well, bees aren't wasps. So as long as you leave them alone, they leave you alone. Generally speaking, yeah. But still, I'm in yellow jackets. Oh. I hate those too. Yeah, yeah. Psychotic ass needles of stabbity death. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And um, uh, before I get to you, Bridget, really quickly, uh, normally I would have thanked the guys over there in the in the live chat. So let me do it this way. Um, Stephanie, thank you. You take care of yourself. Felix, also, you know, kind of be careful. And like I said, new name. Helen, welcome down to the show. It's glad to have you. Uh, with luck, hopefully, maybe we'll see you again next week. Uh, I would hope. I mean, um, be nice to have some new blood in the place for a change. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> yeah. please take care of yourself. And, you know, welcome. It's good to have you. So, Bridget. Oh, and message, oh. mes mes message to Dallin and Joe. Uh, happy to have you back. Come back. Well, yeah, Joe's Joe's busy working most of the time at this point. And Dallin, it's been oh. really tough for him because he's doing DJ sets in Second Life now. And it would oh. mean um, literally get done and then completely switch gears in order to rejoin us. <laughs> so it's been really tough yeah, for him to okay. be able to do that. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I know, all I know is it's it's been a while. Yeah, that's true enough. So, Bridget, I've drawn it out as long as I can. Who do you want to stick it to this week? Marjorie, three names. She can take her Christian nationalism and shove it up her ass. Well, I mean... Having grown up in a Catholic grouping, I mean, but that's... to come out and say that she's a Christian nationalist, 
Yeah, that's a good point. A Nazi! That's white supremacy! That's... That's the clan. Yep. The clan. They're not even hide they're not even hiding anymore. Nope. No, they're not. And all all the better because it just makes it all the easier to extract them. Yeah, that's that's about the only good part of it all. Victor Orban come over here for CPAC. And even his speechwriter is like, okay, this speech is just way too Nazified for me, so I quit. It says something, doesn't it? Yeah, when you're too Nazi for him, you've gone full Nazi. Working with him for 20 years, quit over his speech. Yeah, it says something right there. And uh, Stephanie's pointed out, isn't that blasphemy? Christian nationalist? Should oh, be. If only. Because, remember, once upon a time ago... There used to be something like um, shame with these people. And since there isn't, it doesn't really matter now, does it? Nope. Well, Todd is not- just weird to me because other than, you know, like Romans, I didn't see a whole lot of white dudes in the Bible. Just saying. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Christianity. No, it doesn't. Actually, it's just uh, a means to an end. Yeah, uh, it's just a carrot and, and a stick all, all at the same time. It all comes to well, well, it all comes down to who's holding the stick. But it's funny that uh, everybody just looks at the carrot, not the stick holder. Now she's all her 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 Phoebe's are hurt now because everybody's calling her a Nazi. Well, Where? if the yeah. shoe fits, bitch. Oh, the snowflake Nazi. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad one of us said it, and I'm also glad it wasn't mm. me. Ah, uh, whatever. I'm over here. I'm I'm safe. Uh, I'm gonna leave you guys. Everybody's getting up now, so uh, so you all have a great week. You too, man. Safe, and, safe uh, travel home. Yeah. Okay. Well, hang in there, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, you too. Okay, take care, guys. You too. Good night. And in the meantime, we will go ahead and get ourselves out of here. As always, if you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com including the audio version of the show, which Dallin has done a lot of updates on recently, because, you know, volunteer basis, he gets around to it when he gets around to it. it. It is what it is. You got plenty to listen to at that point. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, and we'd love to hear from you sometime. But otherwise, I've got some sleep i got to try to get very shortly. So you all take good care of yourselves. And as always, this time of the season, I remind you, please, if you're going to be out on the water on a boat, do not drink and boat. You want to fall down on dry land drunk? Fine. You fall overboard drunk, the water will swallow you whole, and nobody would know the difference. Don't let that happen. So until next time, I wish you all, as always, 
the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady. <laughs> should have been 29 years married. But I'm still in love. Matane Fuji. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And until the next time we're together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.